0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, I just looked up, sorry, to looking at 67 movies Hello, welcome to Shoot the Piano Player, a French New Wave podcast Uh, I'm Spencer, and we have like, I think six or seven episodes left to record And, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it feels weird being at the end But uh, we are almost done Uh, Yeah Yeah. Uh, Joel's here, I think no,
1: I, I left actually. I oh. I left out of protest. Oh, you
0: got senioritis?
1: Yeah, basically. Hanging out with some cool podcasts, we're smoking cigarettes.
0: Oh. Are you <laughs> reading Dune? Smoking weed.
1: Do do cool, do cool people read Dune? I mean I have read Dune. Am I, I a cool person?
2: <laughs> Excuse me.
0: Oh, uh yeah, this episode is uh well, I'll get, I'll get into it when, when I introduce the guest. Uh, returning for the second time this season uh, is friend in real life, friend of the show, uh, all-around cool person, Bo North.
2: Hello. Thank you for Hello. having me.
0: You're welcome.
2: I would like to say that cool people both read Dune and smoke weed.
0: Okay. Yeah. So oh. Let's
2: just put that to bed right now. <laughs>
0: And I should say, like I always say, uh, I have I've had Dune on my uh, Kindle for uh, five years, six years. Mm-hmm. I still haven't started it. It's one of those I- I'll get to it. I paid yeah. for it.
2: Oh I- shucks, <laughs> you know it's not going anywhere.
0: <laughs> yeah, what one? I'm rereading uh, some uh, rereading um real cool killers the uh, Harlem Harlem detective um oh, fun. novel it's just a lot of fun but i read like i'm in this mood of like i'd rather just reread stuff i find fun instead of I reading dune
2: absolutely understand and honestly like dune is kind of it is both kind of a chore in places especially that first book and it is also kind of a bummer so oh yeah you know no <laughs> totally understand why anyone would put off reading dune yes i do host a dune podcast <laughs> However, <laughs> that being said, but, I do understand why people put off reading
1: this book. Yeah. Don't worry, it gets a lot ha- happier in the second, but oh.
2: It oh. really doesn't oh. ever get happy.
1: <laughs> no, it's kind of like Game of Thrones. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, surely something good is going to. Oh. <laughs> and- I mean, define good. <laughs> mm, I don't know. They're alive? Maybe that's not necessarily <laughs> the standard.
0: Yeah. and in case anyone's wondering the harlem detective novels is what cotton comes to harlem the movie is uh comes from it's i think the fourth or fifth book in the series and mm, cool they're i think there are seven six or seven books in the whole series but uh they're really good they're short reads but the weird thing is because of censorship they couldn't say motherfucker so they say <laughs> mother raper oh, which God. is <laughs> worse yeah, yeah, so it, much worse. Yeah, it's it's uh, a, <laughs> it's a strange thing to read over and over again.
1: Right. Yeah, uh, it's taking the implied and just I, put I, it there. Put I it, ma- yeah.
2: It's saying it in the worst possible way.
0: Yeah. yeah. But uh, although I've it, never
1: uh, assumed that if somebody said you were a motherfucker, that they meant yeah. Anyway
0: yeah this, if you read his book just know like some of the language in it is dated and strange and comes off kind of clunky but yeah i, so I this, assume they were talking about that french movie we watched um <laughs> i'm sure uh Char, no which is the chester Hines was a would have been a fan of this movie he le, he was a crime novelist and oh uh, i didn't he, mean this one i
1: meant the kid the
0: murmur of the heart <laughs> I mean, I think it was. Living, I think he moved to, moved to France by that point because America was uh, not Excuse me. not too good for him.
1: Yeah, America was America.
0: Yeah, he 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 was married to a white woman, and uh, mm. him being black, that was like at some point like he left because like no fuck that, I'm not dealing with this shit anymore. Mm. It's an incredible offense. Honestly,
2: yeah. can't blame a single person who leaves <laughs> this country for those reasons. Like, yep. You know what? Fair enough.
0: Yeah, I might be confusing someone else, but I think he's the one who was with the white woman. And yeah. Anyway, so this this is a, a sort of a redemption episode because I watched Le Samurai uh, once, uh, eleven years ago. I think it was eleven <laughs> years ago. And you're like, yeah. this is boring. Exactly. Uh, this was one of two, two or three movies, French New Waves I watched when I was twenty. And I was like. French New Wave is the most boring bullshit in the world. I'm never watching this these movies ever again. You
1: know, there's there's two types of 20-year-olds. There's mm-hmm. the, the kind that watch it and go, this is bullshit. And then there's the kind that go, oh, obviously this is superior to things like Jurassic Park and Star Wars. And because, um, you know, I, I don't know, people who... Are trying to be intellectuals when they just they just barely learned how to watch. I'm sorry,
2: I'm a cinephile.
1: Yes, (laughs) um, I don't watch that kind of media.
2: I'm a cinephile.
1: Stranger Things, more like. Uh, I can't come up with a good pun. Never
0: mind. (laughs) Mainstream things. Ooh.
2: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, That Kate Bush bullshit. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) What in the world? I'm sure there are hipsters or assholes who are like, Kate Bush is overrated and she ruined a terrible show or some shit.
2: I would like the, to direct oh. them to my co-host, Megan Sunday. She will gladly clobber them over the head, you know, thing style for besmirching Kate Bush.
1: Nice. Clobbering yeah. time. It I is clobbering that. time. Yeah. And I'll be there as the mailman. Whatever his name was. <laughs> Willie Lumpkin, I think something no. like that Wednesday go away
0: um, <laughs> she's on a, in a place with too much stuff to play around with it's gonna
2: sure <laughs> anyway,
1: she gonna, yeah. is she gonna wreak havoc
0: yeah uh, she might so uh yeah uh I, I guess all this game away now the first half of the samurai coming going back to it a decade over a decade later i thought was really engaging and the second half <laughs> was just like can it end already it's kind of dragging for me still
2: really i really (laughs) like this movie a lot i've seen it i think this is my third time seeing it and the first time i saw it i was just like bored and i was like yeah watch this why not and after i saw it i was like oh that was i actually really enjoyed that so i bought the criterion like blu-ray and everything because i'm fancy Oh yeah, and uh, so this is like my third or fourth time seeing it, and I think I like it more every time I see it. But I like these really like sparse, pared down, just like bare bones movies like this.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's I mean that's the reason why somebody would find it boring is because it's it's really not. You know, we don't really find out much about the life you know of this guy beforehand or any of the other players that that are in this. Mm-hmm. A lot of insinuation about relationships and and things like that like and uh, you know, uh, like his life is boring. and like the the movie does a good job of portraying that it, living in this dirty, you know hotel room with almost no personality, and that's just fine for him
2: mm. yeah, I uh, think um yeah, he I he's know. so much a cipher. And he never becomes any clearer through this whole movie. Like, there's never any, like, glimmer of understanding about who this person is. And I actually yeah. like that about it.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, I think my main issue is, like, my issue with Tarantino. That, well, I have some, besides the racial stuff with Tarantino, which is a mm-hmm. whole nother discussion. Like... What are you talking and, about? And, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's a champion for black people and Jews. It's totally, totally appropriate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's true. Thank you. Thank you for saying that.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, like, it's kind of my issue with, like, the Tarantino cool and Jarmouche cool, which is, like, it's just, like... just you be- shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Just, like, <laughs> s- just because, like, sometimes, like, uh, cool for one person is boring for someone else or just doesn't work. And for me, like, oh, yeah. the coolness of this movie just... At a certain point, it loses. It, it runs out of gas, and it kind of becomes like, okay, just do something. Just like just just do something, because like we t- we watched another Melville movie that's the same thing of like a basic strip down story about it. Like Second Breath is this type of a plot, but Second Breath mm. is well, it, it's more plot heavy, but it's also just like a very generic plot. You know how how it's gonna end within ten minutes. But that's like, the one but, I
1: was trying to remember.
0: Yeah, and, like, Samurai, you know, you know he's going to die. Like, pretty much immediately. Like, once you know he's a killer mm. and has that lifestyle, it's like, well, he, obviously he's going to get killed at the end. Like, th- this movie isn't trying to pull pull like pull one over on you.
2: Well, what I like about this movie is, if you go through it thinking, like, from the beginning, like, he is already dead. He just hasn't caught up to that fact yet. And that's sort of the way I watch it as like this is sort of like I don't know this guy moving around bringing death wherever he goes being this you know elusive sort of specter type guy Uh, he is very much like he is dead and he is dying yeah through the whole movie it,
1: and he like at this point in his life I don't think he really cares about it you know he's not emotional no. like one of the famous things about Alain Delon in this movie is that he expresses almost no emotion, yet you get the feeling of of what his character may or may not be thinking, all this kind of stuff like that. You can read so much into this blank slate and like like you're saying, like he it's a corpse thing. Like he doesn't have goals. He gets money so that he can continue living. And the things at least some of the one thing we we know he probably used to get joy from is is his lady companion. And even that seems to be Meaningless to him at this point, and it has nothing to do with the fact that he's you know gets on the wrong side of a job or anything like that. It's
0: he's just a machine going through the motions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and like going off like the like the coldness factor, like me- mechanicalness. Like Joel, uh, do you think Jean Louis Trentin Trentinol could work in the type of role? Which one is he? Um. Uh what what was that goddamn movie called uh he he he's in uh that weird Jalo made you watch like he always kind of plays like a stoic kind of a guy uh, the chicken Jalo
1: oh okay yeah you he's, could definitely do that you see him i mean he's th- th- he's probably been in something like that right
0: yeah like like he always Cause... plays like kind of the stoic he recently died uh, a few weeks ago a month is ago, that the actually.
2: guy from a yes oh, okay yes
0: yeah, like when he was yes. younger, he would just play like kind of like really cold stoic, mm. kind of people who were like have a hidden darkness. Yeah, yeah I can't um, say
2: this character's darkness was all that hidden. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, when when you say cold and like other other directors or or other actors, I I, I think of um, Eight and a Half, which we did not cover on we, the show and how. He seems like he's a man going through the motions because, but he he has a vision, kind of at least. But he's simply not interested in the things that used to fascinate him. Like that's one of the problems. Everybody's like, "What the hell's your problem?" <laughs> he's like, "I don't know. I just don't want to get laid anymore." What's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Uh, I, I mean. Might... Yeah, I don't have much to say about eight and a half, but we're we're going to get to that one because I think that's the other Fellini we kind of have to talk about, and, oh, and, and it's Marcello. So I'm always down to mm-hmm. talk about Marcello. Yes. Star of
1: the tenth victim. Is that what it's called?
0: Yes, the tenth victim. Eight. Yes. Uh, the uh father of a child he had with uh Catherine Deneuve. I can't remember the kid's name. Chucky. <laughs> I, don't I, I don't think he was acting when he was playing sleazy uh sleazy guys you fuck around. I that was kinda of just who he was as a person.
1: Oh, that's nice. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what they say? Uh write what you know. Oh wait. <laughs> Act what you
0: know. Yeah.
2: Did you did anyone else notice that Al- Alain Delon's wife was his girlfriend in this movie? Uh oh. yeah,
0: I did see that did not know that but they weren't at, the married. They weren't, at the time his wife at the time they weren't married for that long because he's allegedly a shitty person i'll say allegedly he,
2: uh yeah i think he had quite a few affairs and then of course he was with uh anna karina for a very long time
0: oh no there, there uh, are other things about him.
2: or not not her um oh gosh Romy, what's her name oh Romy I can't schneider remember. yes Romy schneider
0: another other, other really things, long time other things about Elaine yeah. delon that are troubling
2: mm-hmm.
0: you can look into it if you feel like it but like it, oh it's... i
2: i know that he was like in the foreign legion and he fought in vietnam and yeah, yeah he was I, I know a few things about him
0: yeah so and there's show some... your respect <laughs> 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 yeah uh, some sex scandals and uh, it, it's a whole thing to look into but yeah. we're not we're not going to talk about that stuff but uh i mean it's the face it, 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 of
2: an angel though can't yeah. lie, oh, face yeah. of an angel.
0: <laughs> yeah, like uh, of like the, the like the hunky lean men of the era. Like Elaine Delon is probably number one. Just
2: I mean, stunning, stunning.
1: I mean, I think he's incredibly handsome, but he's also kind of uh, got this like boyish charm look to him that uh, you know sets him apart from some of the other people that were considered handsome during the age. Yeah. Yeah, and. and- uh,
0: He's like I, a, a a a more useful, less like less aggressive like Jean-Paul Belmondo type. Mm. Like Belmondo is very like hunky bro, and uh, Alain Delon is just like more cool, like hot guy.
2: He's sort of like the Steve McQueen to his Paul Newman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a what a thing it must have been though to be like a French film star in the nineteen sixties. I mean, oh yeah. I can't even imagine.
1: I mean, and for, for those guys, that gave them carte blanche to I don't know if I'm saying that right, to be in movies like all throughout the 80s and 90s as a hot person, even as their face all turned to like weird spam mush. <laughs> hmm.
2: like. I mean, I know Alain Delon had has had like a ton of plastic surgery since you know his heyday, but still kind of handsome i'm not gonna lie oh, he's yeah. old as he's ancient now but still kind of handsome
1: i was i was watching some movie that i can't remember the name of and the the main character was like you know women were just like loving him and i was like this this guy's face looks like it's actually just a sack full of like i don't know <laughs> like was it shamp- sean connery over shampoo no 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 uh, <laughs> that's a good example uh was no it, it and then I look back to like in the 60s it's like oh okay so he was a handsome guy and they're still trying to treat him like he's a handsome guy mm-hmm. no it wasn't it wasn't japanese it was a the french thing
0: okay i mean joe shishito with joe Shishido. how Shish- do you say that in some of the joe movies like like women go crazy for his puffy cheeks and it's like <laughs> I, I guess i, <laughs> I guess so. maybe i go crazy for his puffy cheeks yeah, I, he, he's charismatic, but like he also looks like a chipmunk. <laughs> Sexychipmunk.com
1: probably already
2: exists. Don't don't look that up. <laughs>
1: nope. Uh, let's see. Yeah,
0: um, okay. Before, like, we kind not of got into it already, but um, Bo, do you, what's your yeah. history with French New Wave?
2: Very limited. <laughs> I mean, I've seen this movie a couple times now. Um. Yeah, I'm not really uh, super, uh, you know, immersed in the genre, but I enjoy this movie a lot, so I'm sure I would like anything else that came out of the era. I mean, it's not New Wave. It's definitely, I don't believe it fits in the in the genre, but, like, I, li- I enjoy French films. Um, this and, like, The Umbrellas of Cherbourg, Mm-hmm. are two movies that i've i have gone back to quite a few times so oh. you know that's kind of my extent of this type of cinema so i'm not an expert definitely a lay person
0: yeah, well that's fine have <laughs> that's you seen the only kind of person we want on this podcast <laughs> yeah
2: i'm just an enjoyer
0: <laughs> yeah uh yeah i'd say you you might like agnes varda because I'm sure I would. Yeah, because she's like, kind of like the one woman, but also she's the best one of the French mm-hmm. New oh, yeah. Wave. Is and, that uh, the one that they're redoing really now again.
2: on HBO? No, that's Irma Vep. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I
1: don't know who did the original of that.
0: Oh, Irma Vep is. No, I'm thinking of Adultra Vita. Uh. I can't remember. I, I get I get that one Billy Wilder movie and the Flea movie always mixed stuff in my head.
1: <laughs> one Builder. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Sweet smell of success. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Seven okay. year rich. Okay. okay. All right. You so know what that movie is
1: about, right? Seven year rich. Yeah. She, it, after being married for seven years, <laughs> all of a sudden you're horny again.
0: I yeah. I don't. It's well, I, just I, nothing uh,
2: until then. Just right. you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'd call that movie. That guy needs some friends, or he should just jerk off. A few yeah. times.
2: That that movie is like a poster for just masturbate.
1: <laughs> that was here's an Elaine Delon title. movie you can watch <laughs> for inspiration. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just just masturbate, and its sequel. Are you masturbating yet? <laughs> <laughs> Right. Oh, so I, I
2: yeah sorry I'm not like super well versed in French new wave but happy to happy to dive into it
0: uh, I'd say don't look up don't look up anything about this movie but a movie called Happiness by Agnes Varda okay yeah, not not not
1: the other happiness <laughs>
0: yeah, It is a, a a different movie and it's also I think only like 70 minutes long too remember mm-hmm. it's, it's really short.
2: I enjoy a short movie.
0: Yeah. But uh it's limited time
1: left on this earth.
2: Yeah, I mean let entertain me. Let's get in, be entertained, get out, boom, done. Not, yeah.
1: Ninety minutes into Thor, love and thunder, I'm like, I am dying. Yeah. Come on. I just <laughs> saw dying. that yesterday
2: and ugh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I wish I could like
1: it more.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh I used, to, I, think I, used to <laughs> I used to like Taika. I the Marvel fatigue is real. I used to like Taika, but uh, he's getting he's gotten tiresome. And after the whole thing of like, our CG was so shitty, and the editing was so shitty, he's like, okay, you're really going to do this? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> <laughs> really?
2: Well, he wasn't wrong.
0: Yeah, yeah I f- didn't
1: even notice.
0: Uh, he, he did some weird ad with Tessa Thompson about
1: yes i saw
0: that it's just like why would you do that because the day before there's that thing about allegedly i don't know if it's been confirmed but about people who work with marvel doing cg work who said marvel's yeah. terrible yeah
2: they, yeah people hate to be hired by them because they're too demanding they don't give enough time they don't pay enough they want like tons of changes before deadline yeah apparently they're a nightmare to work for
1: Ain't me surprised.
2: Not at all.
0: Oh. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, well, first, uh, oh, Bo, how did you first hear about this movie?
2: Uh, okay. So it's a funny, <laughs> this is kind of weird how I first heard about this movie. I was actually writing a short story that was set in the 1960s. And I was looking for sort of character inspiration. I had a very specific look in mind and, uh, you know, went to the good old Pinterest as our, you know, many writers do and, uh, lo- started looking for, you know, I'm looking for someone from the sixties who maybe is tall and has dark hair and is super handsome. And, you know, he was one of the people that came up and I said, yes this fits my description, this fits the bill, save, (laughs) pin this. And uh, just started, like, I was so fascinated, I think, by his face. and Because it's not just that he's beautiful. He is beautiful, but he has an interesting face. And you're like, I want to know more about this person. I want to know, like, I want to see some of his work. And looked it up, saw this movie, watched it, and that was it.
0: Uh, Have you seen Purple Noon, the Ripley? No. uh, Yes, the first Ripley movie. Ripley, Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't think so. Uh, Elaine Delon is the Ripley character.
2: Oh, cool.
0: Yep. A lot of time without his shirt on. uh, That's true. Quality time.
2: (laughs) My, my. (laughs) This is called Purple Moon?
0: uh, Uh, Purple Noon.
2: Okay, looking that up right now.
0: Yeah, and uh, the, <laughs> and it also of, happens to be a great movie. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, this is the one on the boat. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. uh There's like the weird thing is they keep all the all the American names, so it's like mm-hmm. these really heavy French accents saying like Dicky Greenleaf, and it's like th- this is weird. <laughs> Freddie. <laughs> Hello, Freddie. <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, that's almost as weird as a French assassin named Jeff.
1: Yes, that bothered <laughs> me a lot. I was like, oh, okay, I guess his name is Jeff.
2: <laughs> Just Jeff? That's probably Very what cool. it would be like in
1: real life. Like, okay, Yeah, I'm probably.
2: Be, Greg or friend. Chad.
1: <laughs> his name is Jeremy.
2: Jeremy the assassin. Well, mm-hmm. Jeremy did speak in class today, so.
1: Oh, that's crazy yeah uh,
0: that's
2: a that's a pearl jam reference for all you 90s kids out there
1: oh the 90s kids knew it's just the the spencers <laughs> kids that may not know.
0: i know i know who i know pearl jam okay well i, I know you're a
1: millennial i
0: just, I, but, I just recently but, learned Bo is
1: gen X right
2: i i very much am <laughs>
1: yes but you fit in very nicely with, i am uh, a
2: 40 plus
1: <laughs> i am also a 40 plus but i'm i'm what the elder millennial you know what they call
2: yeah in or case I Xenia. don't, I don't have
1: any teeth anymore, and I, <laughs> I drink Senka. Hmm,
0: you really are old. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Uh, oh, Luttrell, how, how did you first hear about this movie? It was probably in one of my textbooks when
1: I was did my short stint of college, taking some film classes. And it's always been like a letterbox favorite. Like you can see, oh, I just watched this, and it's amazing. Like all oh, the style, like this style icon, right? I think that's what it's mostly known for. Known for is like yeah. a certain kind of style just launching off. Like I want to look like that man who's dead inside, <laughs> which you know yeah. he looks fabulous for a corpse. But yeah, like, uh, I never watched it. Just just because it was like, well, it's always going to be there Like, it's a very popular movie
0: Yeah Do you like this more than the other Melville movies You saw so far? Get more
1: than other Melville
0: movies uh, I've seen Army of Shadows um, Belmondo, oh, okay. Hot Priest I forgot the title of that movie It's from Breeze of Hot Priest <laughs> Diary of a, <laughs> of, a, of a No, no, it's a no.
1: Whatever name, Hot Priest Yeah you're right, that's what it's called
0: Um, second breath is the other one
1: Uh, it's called um, Actually, I don't see it Oh, there it is uh, Leon Moran Priest Okay I like, um I have to say I like Army of Shadows the best Out of the ones of his mm-hmm. I've seen Followed by Leon, uh that that movie, Leon Morin Priest, mm-hmm. is an excellent movie. Like and I th- I like who's who talks about it? Movie nerds, that's about it. But yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean it's I, it, I really uh, if Belmondo is mm-hmm. a hot priest, that should be enough.
2: Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Belmondo redeeming himself after I wanted to strangle him in uh, <laughs> breathless. Yeah.
2: And I'm but, always here for a hot priest movie.
0: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and uh, he's open-minded too. He's he, he he will discuss like you know ins and outs of religion.
1: Cool. He's a little aggressive when uh when lines are crossed, though. You know. Yeah. And then the next day he's like, "What? No, like, he doesn't do anything. It's like passive-aggressive. Everything's fine."
0: Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's basically a rock thriller, but there's like no sex, and it's just all implied, like it's yeah. like feelings and stuff, and like it's. It it was like more intense than I was expecting it to be. Yeah. Yeah, but like for me, I'd say like Army of Shadows is the one I like the most. But that's also like that's one of like like I said before, Army of Shadows was one of the things I always heard was like one of the best movies ever made. Then I saw it, and like yeah, it's one of the best movies ever made. It's not. It's not hyperbole. It really is. Yeah. And also
1: kind of feel one of those movies that some people would probably go, it's the best movie ever made, but I could only watch it the one time I watched it.
0: Oh <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a barrel downer. Yeah, but, yeah uh,
2: there's been a few of those.
0: Yeah, but like uh but like the well, Samurai is still my least favorite of the Melville. But like it's also like it feels like the least Mel it feels like that weird outlier. Because it doesn't have like the I don't know, does it feel like an outlier compared to other ones?
1: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't... The other ones feel like they're a, about methods. They really get down to the nitty-gritty of, like, what these, like, hard gangster-type people have to do in order to succeed or at least stay alive. And um, I mean, You know, might but,
2: say this one is, like, a lot more style than substance. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: I feel like it's an experiment of, like, what if it's all style?
2: <laughs> it's very stylish. It's a very stylish movie.
0: Yeah, like the... Like was... the... Mm-hmm. Oh, you can talk.
1: I was just going to say, like, the the things that it inspired, you know, like, the Leon the Professional. Ex- makes mm-hmm. kind of like that, except for he's, he's a baby, man. No, I don't... Yeah, i don't know the older i get the less i like that movie
2: <laughs> i agree oh my gosh like i used to love that movie and like now i think my favorite thing about it is gary oldman's performance oh, in it yes he's yeah. so good <laughs> but the movie itself i was just like i don't know like now as a an older person older and wiser i just feel like ew <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yep.
2: <laughs> this makes me uncomfy
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this will surprise no one. Uh, Joel, you knew this. Bo, you you probably would assume this. Uh, this okay. is one of John Woo's favorite movies.
2: Yeah, that mm. doesn't surprise me very much.
0: I don't and, uh, have very much experience with John Woo. But his other favorite movie is Singing in the Rain*, which is also you know like... who
2: else really loved this movie. Uh, who? Your favorite, Jim Jarmusch.
0: Oh no, shit. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i've seen like, ghost dog I, like yeah. you're
2: kidding <laughs> yeah it is basically the progenitor of ghost dog way of the samurai
0: yeah ghost dog is the one i was able to get through other ones like life Not is even too short only
2: lovers left alive oh I, okay. he
0: didn't like it no
2: are you serious spencer Yeah, we're that gonna was, have a, to have a chat that after was <laughs>
0: one of those i checked the runtime like it's almost over it's like it's been half an hour uh, so uh, i love
2: that it is you know if you're well, not a person that enjoys a slow paced movie right totally understandable um i tried to show it to my best friend when she was visiting and we'd had some wine and she was just like is anything gonna happen i was like this is pretty much it
1: and i'm like <clears throat> shut up
2: <laughs> it's it is in my top five favorite movies of all time
1: so, oh, so yeah i was gonna yeah. say it's probably in my uh i have so many favorite movies i feel like top 15 would be safest but top 10 is probably more true yeah hmm. i don't I'd, know i love it you know we saw uh me and my partner saw it more uh twice in the theater which is not something i do for sure and, mm-hmm.
2: and, you know,
1: so. that was a good I'd, year for movies though
0: yeah
2: it really was
0: i might maybe i should watch the 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 term people don't like because the ones that the one people say are good, I don't like. Maybe I'll like the well, ones... Well,
2: which one? Like, yeah, Broken Flowers? One? Ugh, I boring. <laughs>
1: or,
0: uh, I, I personally
1: did not like the zombie movie. I don't know.
2: I didn't even see that one. I heard it was terrible.
1: It was fine. It was just... Sh- shockingly, I was not expecting a comedy from yeah. Jim Jarmusch. And that's what of it was, basically. Of all the people.
2: Yeah. You didn't like Dead Man?
0: Spencer, uh, I've this never, is just
2: gonna uh, be me, just like uh, throwing out all the <laughs> Jarmish movies I know <laughs> to I'm see which vaguely, ones
0: you like. I'm vaguely curious because the Robert Mitchum is in it, and he's mm-hmm. kind of from Delaware. Sort of a lot of people who lived here a long time uh, personally met him uh, 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 like numerous times because he would hang out in certain places.
2: Mm. Yeah,
0: but uh, so, so I'm kind of curious for well, that's that. That's very cool. But, uh, I, I allegedly... liked it
2: when it came <clears throat> out. I really enjoyed it. I'll never watch it again because I will never watch another Johnny Depp movie ever again. But yeah,
1: that's the problem.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think uh, yeah, but on, I uh, lovers cold. Yeah, but lovers yeah. I got halfway through for turning it off. Uh, uh, the bus one, I got bored very quickly and turned it off. And then Ghost Dog mm-hmm. kept me going because I liked Rizzo's music.
1: Yeah, good music. Really, the, for this mm-hmm. music
0: is what kept me going through yeah. going through that. And and I have pe- to
2: say, the music in this movie was also very good.
0: Yeah. Oh, I should say, friend of the show. I actually, the first time it's ever happened. Friend of the show, Jared Gilman is in Patterson.
2: Oh, that's
0: cool. He, uh, he's oh. one of the kids. You see that's him why in, you didn't like it. and his co-star. <laughs> No, it's him and his co-star from Moonrise Kingdom, forgot her name. they' they ride the uh, bus together in one scene.
1: That's cool. Is that a? Is that gonna be like his introduction to working with Jarmusch all the time? Because <laughs> uh, that's what that's what I would do. Like you know, give me give me Steve Buscemi with the Coen Brothers or uh, Robert De Niro with well too many people.
0: Well, apparently no. Jarmusch still remembers him. He mentioned on something like a year ago that like ran him randomly and he was like oh uh, I remember you and they actually you know he uh, by all accounts he was like a cool guy who it was kind of nice
1: <laughs> yeah I hope so he was in that one episode of uh, Bored to Death and he was like riding a bike around the whole time
0: <laughs> Jim John Roosch that is yeah <laughs> but uh yeah so like uh lovers i i couldn't finish the other one i couldn't uh port up. yeah so like ghost dog and also had um the the reference to branded to kill which oh yeah. That, yeah that 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 uh, i love that part which one um ghost dog had a reference to branded to kill the part when, oh sure uh he's in the basement and he unscrews like the 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 pipe and he mm-hmm. uh, puts the gun in the pipe And waits for the guy to go over the Over the pipe yeah. so he can Lamp the shot mm-hmm. That's just like it's... a reference to a, a Yakuza movie <laughs>
1: Oh it's cool. It's precisely like the same thing I, I'm really glad that uh, He didn't decide to make um, Forrest Whitaker Only get turned on when he was smelling rice <laughs> Rice now, cooking
0: That would have better <laughs>
1: hmm. Maybe you're right
0: yeah i should that pizzazz yeah i should say uh a bone, In case you're wondering uh the reason why that's in branded the kill the gain hard over rice is because mm-hmm. the corporate sponsorship was a rice cooker company and <laughs> and, and it's at, good
2: to know that th- some things never change
0: <laughs> and the director uh, was fed up with dealing with all the studio bullshit so he decided well, I'll I'm gonna incorporate the court the the, the the rice cooker. I have to, but I'm gonna incorporate it with him getting hard. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hell yeah.
1: <laughs> I think it's a positive decision.
2: I think that's pretty great, honestly.
1: I mean I would buy that rice cooker, first of all. So. Yeah. Honey, I'm cooking rice.
2: Woohoo <laughs> 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 Uh
0: yeah, like uh uh, I, I say like a lot of people say this movie like is kind of like cold like, I, I had to describe it as cold earlier but like the music is so like I, the music is great but it's also like it's so like, like, corny in like how emotional the music is where like in this it, movie in this movie in La Samurai mm-hmm. where it, it feels very like it, it, like a perf- purposeful contrast of like this cold style and you have this like overly emotional music to go along with it
2: hot jazz
0: yeah
2: hot jazz on cold style that's how it's done uh you know the whole time i was thinking like you could take out all the sound from this movie and just play like portishead records over it Mm -hmm. and it would still be great maybe even better
1: yeah i mean it is portishead
2: yeah (laughs) we
1: I don't... I'm trying to remember. Like, uh, obviously, um, there's a whole scenes where people are performing at the bar, but for... I I mean, I watched it, like, two weeks ago, Mm -hmm. and my my brain does not retain information, so I'm like, what was the music?
2: I really enjoy the uh, piano player, uh, Valerie, who's just gorgeous and has this fabulous apartment in Paris and, you know, walks around barefoot and it's just absolutely stunningly beautiful and just playing playing piano in a club and getting into all kinds of trouble it was very good
1: yeah
2: i, I would have liked more of her character and sort of more of them mixing it up some but what an ending yeah with her and him
1: her playing it close you know playing uh her hand close to chest? Is that how, how the uh, mm-hmm. saying Close goes? Close to the vest, yes. Close to the vest. Chest, yeah. vest, vest.
2: Well, vest, is, vest goes on the chest, so pretty uh, much the same.
1: Is that why they named it that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you really can't tell which side she's going to be on. Like, it, You kind of, like, why would she's, she even help?
2: She's uh, like him in that way. Like you can't, you can't get any sort of indication of who this person is, where their loyalties lie. Is, is this a good person? Is this a bad person? Like, like him, she's sort of very opaque character. Yeah. Unlike, you know, Jane, his girlfriend in the movie, who is like very obviously like (laughs) cares for him and has feelings for him and, you know, Yes, she has, like, sugar daddies and everything, and it's, they allude to maybe she's a prostitute. But, you know, even disregarding that, she's obviously, like, invested in him, in in
1: Jeff. Yeah. Like, emotionally invested, unfortunately. Mm, yeah. Because he's not there. And, like, I, I can't imagine the version of him that was there but maybe it'll be like that interlude in uh, Casablanca where you get to see mm. the happy version
2: Rick being a, a human Rick. being yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> like baby we're we're gonna live forever what's yeah. that Nazis? oh no <laughs> Spencer how you doing?
0: Yeah. Oh, I- I'm still here oh okay <laughs> I like the police
1: officer he was like you kind of wanted to be on his side, but he was I'd... like also really irritating.
2: A cab. <laughs> no, yeah. he's like, yeah. he's the one, he's pressuring Jade and he's, like, I'll do whatever it takes. And you're just like, oh, yeah, all cops are bastards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And that's something like I don't think I fully appreciated the first time I saw this movie because I was not quite uh, life was not quite as apocalyptic as it is now at least not for me being a, a middle class middle aged white woman mm-hmm. so like nowadays it's like oh yeah <laughs> he he's a cop and he has he's no good <laughs> nothing will nothing good will come of this
1: yeah
0: yeah that guy is in a movie I trust... I I watched today Madame uh, Bovary, it's uh, li- Bo- Madame Bov- Bovary. There we go. Um, yeah. The Claude, Claude Brawl version, the, the 90s one with Isabelle Huppert, which is why oh, yeah. I, I why I watched it because she's probably my favorite actress of right now.
2: That's a good version. I I am going to be in the minority. I do also like the Carrie Mulligan version that came out a few years ago, but or um not Carrie Mulligan. Mia was- Waskowska or whatever. Was- Wasikowski or something. Yes, you know, Wasik- her. <laughs> um, oh, uh, that was a decent movie.
0: Yeah, I I didn't know that was a common like uh, I didn't know it was like it was like a famous book until I looked mm-hmm. up the '90s movies. Like, oh, this isn't some special hoop movie. This is like the fourth or fifth time it's been made it's into a movie.
2: Flaubert, gonna... I think
1: it's a controversial book. Yeah, yeah, it is because a rich lady ends up with a poor guy.
2: <laughs> well, things don't go very well for her.
1: No, no, no.
0: Yeah, and there's a part in it that feels like uh, it's uh, feels like a line for almost line for line something from I think you should leave, which really I mean made me it happy. is
2: a morality play, which at the time those were you know pretty hammy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Joel, you there? No, I left. Oh, Okay. <laughs> but uh, but this version with Hooper uh, is really good. I think it's streaming, but I got the Chaparel box set, uh, the first one Arrow did, and, uh, and uh, n- not n- not single dead. All of them are at least entertaining.
1: No, that's cool. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a lucky good. find, really.
0: Yeah. yeah and uh. uh the the german artist guy who was on the show once he did oh, the Oh, he was on our show? Yes. Uh <laughs> Tony Stella I don't did German artist. Tony Stella did the uh art for the um for the Blu-ray um release. Oh. Is Tony Stella German? Uh he's German and Italian, I believe.
1: I mean, does he have an accent?
0: He's it's kind of an in-between accent from what I remember. Oh that's cool
1: i have i mean i've never i've never participated in an episode he was on
0: he was on one time he's super busy yeah i know and he's super
1: german apparently
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but uh yeah like i don't know it's like the, like the first half with with like you see the procedure. First of will Samurai, you see the whole pr- the procedure of how Jeff operates. You see his life. You see like all this stuff, and like it's like it's interesting. But then, just for me to reach to the point where I'm just like, just do something already. I need something <laughs> to happen. It's just so like after an hour, I I'm just tired. <laughs>
1: I mean that's the problem. He doesn't have any agency really for mm-hmm. himself at that point. Like somebody needs to tell him what to do. And when he when he starts putting together like oh this is going to be this is there's no way this is going to end well in any situation that's when he finally starts to make plans as much as he did like I don't know how much he thought through I'm just going to go in there and go into that club and hope for the best or whatever but uh, yeah anyway no agency yeah
2: yeah he does seem to be sort of um just flapping in the wind for a lot of this movie so i can see why that's frustrating for you know a lot of viewers that want something like happening happening happening
1: yeah i, I like th- and you're not you're not necessarily one of those you're not one of those people that are like it no. has to have something going on the
0: whole time no like i'm i'm the big uh jacques Rivette guy i want like four hour movies <laughs> like that chakra makes like that like artist painting art for four hours like that's engaging to me but this just gets tiresome or and the, like and or,
1: the, like something has to click in you in a certain way like i think you have to like vibe with it because yeah. you know antonio movies fuck last no. forever but you're like this movie sucks
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah or like you know i love like the the cold philosophical political Pasolini stuff was like oh that bunch of penises also it's like about like <laughs> communism but like you know with no characters or anything but this you know like I, I don't know I, I don't know why like this just doesn't really work for me after a certain point
2: well you I, know it's... you don't have to like every movie
0: I know
1: no he kind of does it's his job
2: <laughs> totally fine to not like a few movies I know. It's just You're like, it I there. don't know
0: why I have such a harsh cut off after a certain point in this where it goes from uh, thrilling and engaging to just like uh, like I don't know. It's like, it just gets so tiresome.
2: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know yeah. why I, I just find myself getting very absorbed in movies like this in in more slow paced sort of bare bones movies like this. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it very much so you know uh to each their own etc
1: the fact yeah. that it's like unusual like it, not not the typical way well i don't even know like action movies in the in the 60s they're probably more james bond oriented right yeah we or,
0: uh, like uh, like the man from rio
1: Steve that mcqueen nice <laughs> that's what i was just gonna say It's it's more like the man from rio which is one of the best action movies I've seen. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. But I've never heard anybody talk about it. I, this, I,
2: to me, feels kind of a, a bit Western-y. Like, it has oh. a bit of an air of a Western to me, and I think that's one of the things that I kept me watching and kept me engaged was that it did have this feeling of, like, otherness. Like, yes, I'm watching a guy drive all over Paris... But at the same time like it, nothing looks familiar. You never really see like, and especially you never see any like beautiful parts of Paris. It's all yeah. very just like, run down and <laughs> dirty parts of Paris.
0: Hmm. Yeah. None of the tourist stuff. No. Now, I no. mean like uh, the western thing makes sense because the hat and the jacket that mm-hmm. feels like you could translate that into like a 10 gallon hat and like a duster yeah. and it could be like a uh, not John Wayne this would be like it would be like more like a uh, like a like a like Django. a Clint yeah, like, yeah, so like like yeah or like a or like a Django yeah. type movie oh
1: yeah or uh uh, uh two uh, mules, uh, three mules for Sister Sarah Sister or whatever.
0: Sarah yeah <laughs> yeah like a, I'm gonna say Terrence Hill
1: oh well of course Terrence Hill
0: yeah you weren't on that episode that is correct
1: because <laughs> I had laptop <laughs> issues so uh, yeah was it okay? Did you already listen to it?
0: I did. Um, you're erasing it. <laughs> no, I might watch Django again because Kessler has a way of like just bringing up yeah. different points that make me really. When he's
1: when he's interested in a movie, like he's got it laid out, and you're like, okay, fine, I have to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, he's really cool that way.
0: Yeah, but uh, yeah, but like uh, also like think about this like this. I think maybe part of why I I doesn't work for me is it's kind of like a like a spaghetti western and I haven't really seen one that I like that much yet. In general, oh, really? they're kind of like at best they're okay. Like a fist for a dollar, a fistful of dollars is pretty good. But knowing, I really
2: enjoy the Man with No Name movies. I think those yeah. are pretty good.
0: I think my but issue, uh, but like my it, tastes
2: are very common. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not refined at all.
0: Also Fistra dollars is just your jumbo. But uh but Italian with people in brown faces Mexican. So
1: Yeah, the good and badly ugly has my favorite Mexican actor, uh what's that guy's name? I can't remember the Jewish actor who plays the oh. ugly <laughs> He's uh, supposed to be Mexican.
0: <laughs> I know you're talking about I can't Eli Wallach? Yes, that guy. Um, noted
2: I... Mexican actor Eli Wallach.
0: Yep. And we should mm-hmm. and uh, Anthony Quinn was Mexican. Like he actually like, Mexican. like like for real he actually was Mexican. He wasn't Italian.
1: Yeah. It's called pulling the wool over their eyes. It's A called ho-
0: <laughs> trick yeah. of my people. <laughs> yeah, it's called Hollywood uh not accept you as you are, so you have to change your name and hide your ethnicity.
1: It's called the guy from psych his last name is actually Rodriguez, not
0: Roadie. Wait, really? Yep. Oh, huh.
1: yeah. He recently was like, I, I'm going to be now, uh, whatever. Uh, Rodriguez, because he has been Roadie, um, and he was on something. He was something relatively popular on like cable TV. Hmm. Anyway, I don't The do Samurai.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I also like watching this. Like, all, I see like. Uh, like the John Woo stuff I see this like how in, how inspired action movies and art movies and like, Mel- like Melville this is a big template for like what action and like art house movies were going to be uh, other people too but Melville seems to be a, a, a common uh, like center point for a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, you know like who would come on, come come on later on
2: Sort of a yeah. vanguard.
0: Yeah, ha- it's you all seen- happening
1: right in that era.
0: Yeah, uh, have you seen any other Melville movies, Bo?
2: I haven't actually. This is this is the only one I've seen. Oh,
0: well, Sorry. Uh, oh, <laughs> don't worry about it. It's fine. Um, I'm very upset. <laughs> well, you should watch the Hot Priest one.
2: Oh, well, I mean, it's definitely on my list now.
1: Uh, I remember really liking Le Circle Rouge, but I mean, or Lesser Circle Circle Rouge, whatever it is. But, uh, uh,
0: I think it's a uh, circle than Rouge. Yeah, <laughs> it is
1: a movie about Charlie Brown. No, uh, you know, it's just another movie like this, except it's got more, you know, multiple characters. So Tra-
0: Charlie Brown from uh, Leaders of the New School.
1: Yes, of course. I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but yes. Of course Is it do. a rap thing? Yes, it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since we had one of
1: those. <laughs> Yo, teachers hate me, the girls don't take me, because I'm seat round. Class clown,
0: getting still, ah, sometimes I do, you. Depending on the day and how I feel, sometimes I leave an apple that's rotten and brown. Nowhere to be frown, for tax on seats, five days a week, All right, in a lifetime, I gotta get some sleep, but I didn't do it, you did
1: it, I'm suspended, you was with and now
0: Can you name the other two members of Leaders of the New School? I can't. Buster
1: Rise. Oh. Wait. Okay. No. Hold on. Uh, Professor X and uh, (laughs) Dr. Doom.
0: And uh, Dinko D. But Charlie Brown uh, quit rapping. I think he's the one who quit rapping after they broke up.
1: Oh, that makes sense. No, 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 it doesn't. Uh, What was he going to say?
0: Don't but the Wu Tang go by like comic book names? Um, uh, Ghostface is Iron Ghost Man. Ghostface, yeah. Tony Stark. He can't say Tony Stark anymore because Marvel threatened a, a while ago. Hilarious. And. What kind of forever? Well, that's that's the Disney
2: machine at work. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, who's uh, this the stoner? Uh, Method Man is Johnny Blaze. I thought you were gonna say this. That that makes sense. But I thought you were gonna say the Stoner superhero. I was like, Marvel. I was gonna say the Stoner <laughs> one, but I was like, oh, all of them smoke weed. That's not. That's yeah, not yet. Yeah, that just narrowed <laughs> it down. Yeah, you know, the one like loves I said,
2: weed. Uh, <laughs> They're cool.
1: Yes, yeah. and they probably have all read
0: Dune.
2: Yeah, probably.
0: I I bet Riza has read Dune. Oh yeah, Rizza Riza intelligent R- man. Yeah, Riza and Jiza probably read Dune. I don't think Ghostface would give a shit about Dune. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's probably true.
2: That's fair. <laughs> Honestly, there's no reason anyone should give a shit about Dune. And I uh. say this as as a person that loves Dune, <laughs> but it's totally fine to not That's like fine.
1: it. It's it's not essential literature, but it's absolutely it not. <laughs> It's probably the most, uh, yeah, we're changing to a different podcast. Uh, it's probably the most accessible, like, hard sci fi I've read. And I know it's not like Asimov or something like that. But mm-hmm. I haven't, you know,
2: not quite as thought, racist as Asimov.
1: Yes, unfortunately.
2: <laughs> I mean, you know, only marginally as racist. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but the new movie is going to
0: have the new movie will have one Middle Eastern actress, right? It will have what? One Middle e- one Middle Eastern. Is actress. Zendaya, Middle Eastern. <laughs> no, they. I saw something about like some. They had got some actress, and she. The name looked Middle Eastern. Like I, I just kind of glimpsed that. And it's oh,
2: like- sure, yeah, to play What's- a character in the book that is mentioned once, and has one very brief mention they're making a very big deal about this and in the book is a man so you know there's a lot of like uh, more of this woke casting which who cares (laughs) number one number two this this character in the book has one scene where they hand they hand paul like the hooks the maker hooks for the worm you know to do some worm riding and that is it (laughs) that is the extent of their involvement in the story, that's it. Really nothing to get upset over, people.
1: Yeah, but it's usually a man. It's taking yeah, roles well. away from men.
2: <sighs> that's okay. Uh, you guys have had your turn. No, no,
1: no. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, uh, I've never got upset about a casting, except for when I was younger, and they cast... Uh, oh, who was it? I can't remember. There, there was some superhero thing that I was mm-hmm. like, that doesn't make any sense and then when I saw it I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. And uh-uh. they
2: cast Billy Zane as the Phantom or whatever?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, my, I hadn't started my Billy Zane love at that point, but I also <laughs> didn't really know who the Phantom was. Now I'm like give me some of that Zane.
0: I was I was skeptical of the Moon Knight casting of Oscar Isaac because like, Moon Knight is, is Jewish and it's like, wait but he's Latino, why did they get him? But they Oscar the
2: Isaac is half Jewish, I believe.
0: Oh, I never knew that. Yeah. Yeah, but uh been watching Moon Knight's like okay that that they made the right choice.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, this... if you can <laughs> if you can gloss over that accent in the beginning, then yeah, sure.
0: Uh well, there... it's,
1: supposed, it's purposely supposed to be bad. Yeah, that's the point.
2: It's pretty terrible. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's terrible, anyways. But
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, there's some changes made for MCU shit that kind of, of annoy me a little bit. But uh
1: but Moon Knight is one of the characters that has been rebooted like the most for Marvel, I feel like.
0: Yeah, I feel like every decade they are like, we're gonna try again and I think this yeah. time might be the the first time the since the eighties. Oh yeah. Like the longest runs the longest run was like late eighties, early to early nineties. And I have like right, only some, they... some of that run. But uh, and
1: like the Warren Ellis stuff, and and uh, other people who uh, are, the, uh, predators.
0: Yeah, the Declan. <laughs> actually, they had yeah. like like two or three back to back predators who wrote wrote for uh, Moon Knight, which kind of sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a comics industry. I'm not
0: not surprised. Yeah. yeah
2: you okay. Co- yeah. Okay. Sorry. I am no, just you're... getting over COVID, so I have to keep muting oh to my the... gosh. No. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Oh, I'm yeah. I'm much 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 better.
0: Yeah, cause the Moon Knight series took from I think the Declan run, the one, because some of the imagery of like the asylum stuff in his head comes directly from that
1: run. The, the one suit after is Alice. from the the Ellis stuff.
0: Yes, it's from Ellis and the mental asylum stuff. I don't want to talk about Moon Knight forever. This will this mm-hmm. will <laughs> go on for way too long. <laughs> All right, let's go back to Dune. <laughs> Anyways, the shy halud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i should say like i'm such a moon knight fan that the local comic store the lady who the manager there um she mm-hmm. put in uh, a moon knight series in my subscription that i didn't put and she's like i know you like this so i assume you're gonna like this and uh, i did like the other moon knight series that i i completely ignored that she is a, that suggested for me
1: i'm sure that's why she did it
0: yes <laughs> also I, I figure they probably had extra copies they're trying to get rid of. Oh yeah. I, I don't think it's doing very well uh sales wise. <laughs> yeah
1: there's... Who can afford
0: comic books right now? Come on.
2: <laughs> In this economy?
0: Yeah. Well I just had to add Jurassic League because it's Justice League, but they're dinosaurs. It's a well, that lot sounds, of fun. That
2: actually sounds pretty fun. It yeah.
0: is. And uh uh Dinosaur Batman has a human robin. And of course the choker is like a is an acid spitting dinosaur from Jurassic Park. And it's actually oh, kind of awesome. Yes.
1: Yeah. And he's got those colors going on. Anyway, uh this is not the <laughs> arbitrary indiscriminate movie podcast, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right,
0: so um, Well I
2: guess when when a movie is as as spare and and, you know, terse, yeah. I think you could say as, as Samurai... There's not really like a lot to say about it. It's just like, did you like it? Yeah. Did you like it? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of, uh, it's just so like, there's not enough there to really like have a lengthy discussion on, I feel like.
1: Yeah. I I just thought of another movie that I'm I'm absolutely positive was referencing, at least this movie, or Mm -hmm. another movie that referenced (laughs) Samurai, and that's Drive, because taking mm. the cars in or yeah. getting the cars in drive's case it's like this one guy that's what his purpose is and when it starts to get hot he's like i'm i'm getting out of here
2: and he he almost doesn't speak through mm. most of the movie like this one so you know not a lot of dialogue happening yeah. here.
0: yeah uh i don't think gossling speaks at all in drive no he does because no, he's he got does. his whole you know, like he has the this is how you hire me with, thing with oh, oscar
2: yeah, okay. isaac's character
0: uh, yeah, standard.
2: standard at the bar yeah i, I like yeah, that monologue uh, at, the, at, at dinner
0: <laughs> i love the, the monologue at dinner when he's like talking about how they how he and his wife met you
2: yeah. know i know he's playing a creep but yeah. even when he plays a creep he's so engaging and yeah. just so magnetic i just want to watch him <laughs> i just really like oscar isaac
0: guys yeah even in Star Wars, where I feel like he was sleepwalking through the last one.
2: Especially that last one. Oh, yeah, yeah He was, was still
0: one. like the most finite heck thing on screen. <laughs> whenever mm-hmm. he was on screen.
2: Yeah. Yep. Absolutely.
1: Do you think he could play Les samurai?
0: Oh, yeah. Oscar, 100%. I do. I mean, if you saw the teaser for uh, at the end of Moon Knight, you saw. it. Uh, maybe that would be. But if Season 2 happens, like he might play a character kind of similar. To mm-hmm. the samurai, uh,
1: I was wondering what they're. I know they're not doing a season two, but that doesn't mean he's not going to appear on like another show. Yeah, or I mean, a he movie. Had to be part Yeah, of I think,
2: stuff. I think they're going to be working some of these characters into movies too. Yeah, that's
0: yeah, true. But but like the, but the the other personality they hinted at was like the violent one. like, well, mm-hmm. that can't be an MCU movie. <laughs> it won't work. It has to be like a new Daredevil season or something.
2: Well, yeah, they've actually I think that Daredevil is now like that's now a part of the MCU. They folded yes. it in. Uh yes. he was actually in that last Spider-Man movie.
1: Yep. It was so awesome.
2: That was actually the best part of that movie. Yes. And yeah. I and I'm not gonna lie, I hate Daredevil and I hate uh, Matt Murdock, but I did enjoy that cameo very much. No. I'm sorry. I hate. I hate Matt Murdock. He's an asshole.
0: Yeah, he is.
1: But
2: I refuse to apologize for that.
0: He's our asshole. But, but, but he's a Catholic. He has so much guilt. He's working through. It, that's <laughs>
2: another. Like, and if you lawyer. feel that bad about your religion and you're still sticking with it, then the problem is yours, not mine. Yes. It's the Catholics. Yeah. The yes. problem
0: is also the Frank Miller run. Kind of did some things I don't care for.
1: Mm-hmm. i don't
0: remember or i read he, part of it if you read some of it like this the, the his conservatism really shines through sometimes like oh we, it was it was always there it was never a secret
2: yeah, yeah. hindsight and all that
0: yeah uh yeah so what, what are your guys favorite moments in the samurai
2: Well, um, I really love the ending. I think that's probably my favorite moment. Um that and sort of getting the drop on the cops in the Metro was pretty fun, I thought. Oh yeah. I know you were you were Uh. sleeping through that, Spencer, but I I enjoyed that bit.
0: I did fall asleep at one point. (laughs) Did Oh yeah, I fell asleep for like maybe fifteen minutes.
2: But I, I love the last line very much. You know, when she's like, why, Jeff? And he says, because I was paid to. And then, you know, kaboom, he's dead. Yep. Very good.
0: I like, I I've, I've talked about this many times before. I like the process aspect mm-hmm. of like, he has a row of keys to steal yeah. cars. And as I like, in the beginning, just the slow oh, process yeah. of like, this is how he does his job this is where he goes to get uh, his place changed this is this is like how he he contacts his person like I just like the very methodical like process stuff in the beginning of this is his life
1: this must have made a lot of people paranoid the whole like he's just got a chain of keys and eventually it's going (laughs) to be the right one like even for the doors later
0: (laughs) yeah
2: I want to know where you, where you get a, a chain of keys like that. Very cool.
1: It's probably I don't even know.
2: Crime. Yeah, like Who a, says like crime a, isn't cool? I think like crime's pretty thing. damn
1: cool. Oh, it's cooler than the cops, but Amen. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't that's not really a fair comparison.
0: Yeah, I mean sure. cops, are, cops cops are always the worst in Melville movies though. Yeah, they're yes, they're true. shitty in um second breath and and hot and hot priests. It's the Nazis, so of course they're evil. I mean, there are Nazis in real life too. But well, yes. sorry for being those, political. Those people aren't evil. Yeah, and I guess they're also the Nazis in um the Iron Shadows because that's a World War Two movie.
1: Yes. I think we have figured it out.
0: So <laughs> Melville getting- hates <laughs> cops.
2: Oh. so that's something we have in common yeah
0: he also he also was like a legit like criminal uh type of guy who did hang out with like the the people kind of like jeff apparently oh. so he actually knew how to like write like write these people in a way that uh he was part of french resistance and that mm-hmm. turned into other like organized, organized crimes. crime yeah yeah that's so awesome. like so he actually understood like well this is how you portray people in a way it's accurate and like and it never feels phony
2: Mm -mm. yeah no there is a feeling of uh it it does feel authentic oh and I I really love that scene where he busts into the the card game and it's just Mm -hmm. these uh, this group of like old guys smoking cigarettes (laughs) and playing cards in a hotel room it's I don't know, I just I really love shit like that
1: Yeah huh. Like he's got his They're all uh, veterans. Alibi yeah. all set up Like they've done it a thousand Times
0: Yeah uh, J-Dog, was there any moments Or stuff you really like You want to bring up Um, I seem to remember
1: Yeah, when he's Trying to pull the fast one on the police That, that is definitely my favorite Part of the movie, just like knowing when he's being tailed and all that stuff, but it still takes an incredibly long time for him to get away. Like they, they prepared for the most part, and then one cop—that's all it takes. That's <laughs> the French five, metro, five hundred like, cops for us. But uh,
2: what was their budget? Good lord, yeah. to hunt down this one person—they've got like the entire, you know, metropolitan police force after him. Was there no crime anywhere else (laughs) in all of Paris?
1: Yeah. uh, Yeah. I don't know.
0: Apparently, at this point, Paris was basically 70s New York. Just like a -hmm. a crime-filled hellhole, apparently.
1: Except 70s New York didn't have pinball machines because they were still illegal.
0: Oh, (laughs) that is true.
1: There's pinball in this movie, isn't there? Um, I I made a note.
0: There might be that shows up in so many French New Wave movies.
1: I just like that's one of the reasons why I even give these movies more than one chance because I do find a lot of them dry and like, well, I don't really know if I'm gonna rewatch that ever. But like, the pitball machines is like, okay, you're kind of speaking my language. What's... And It was just the era,
2: whimsy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it feels like whimsy now nowadays to see that.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, um, yeah, this, this uh, Emir will be around forever, uh, hopefully. <laughs> um, yeah, it's you know it's not hard to not hard to, not hard to track down. It's you know give it uh, let's give it a shot. Even if even if even it sounds like it's not your your deal, then it, still let's give it a shot. You might like it or you might not. If you but...
2: like looking at beautiful people, can't recommend this movie enough.
0: If you like John Woo, then uh if you haven't if you haven't seen this, uh I think that's reason enough.
1: Yep. And if you like movies that star people that are humans, this is a this is a pretty good one. Yeah. I think.
0: <laughs> I think uh like this and like uh like uh purple noon would make a really good Elaine Delon double feature.
1: Yeah, uh that's that's good. Except for man, see Purple Noon is so good. Yeah. And not to like I said, I like this one. I gave it four out of five on Letterboxd, but I don't know if I'm gonna rewatch it anytime soon. Like I, yeah. but Purple Noon, I feel like I could toss that on right now.
0: Yeah, Purple Noon is like a blockbuster like roller coaster of like of a movie.
1: Yeah.
2: Well that is now on my list.
1: Yes, you must watch it. In fact, uh, I don't know, like, uh, whenever you and Megan, you're not going to cover, like, the extra Dune stuff, right? We're
2: doing uh, the first seven novels.
1: Okay. Well, in 20 years, when you guys get done with that, maybe the Ripley novels.
2: (laughs) We are on to, uh, we're about to start God Emperor of Dune. So we've been doing this podcast for about three and a half years now. So we're just, so about a year for each book. Yeah, we took time off because we we had you know some health issues, but yeah, back at it again at Krispy Kreme.
0: Good. And uh, if the Ripley novels have a very fascinating author, uh, I forgot her name offhand. I just forgot her name, but she was a very gross, interesting woman.
1: (laughs) Patricia (laughs) Highsmith.
0: Yes. Oh, Highsmith was it? Yeah. Very complicated. Oh, so like,
2: yeah talented Mr. Ripley books. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. She is
0: a very complicated person.
2: Yeah, she's um <laughs> <laughs> she's interesting, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, there's a story about I how really, she I
1: really have no idea what you guys are talking.
0: Uh this is this is kinda gross, but like she smuggled her pet snails over mm-hmm. to the UK by putting them under her boobs on a flight because the f- the airline wouldn't carry her snails.
1: <laughs> I mean that's that is definitely unusual, but I would thought you were <laughs> talking about things that were terrible.
0: Uh, I mean, she, she has no, opinions I, on uh, gay characters. In her and her stuff are always really bad.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, she she's one of the first that like you know was sort of coding um, villainy with like homoeroticism, sort she's right, of. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah, she is a lesbian, and it's like it this a whole lot of interesting stuff. I mean, on
2: Strangers that. on a Train has a lot more um, homosexual like subtext, the book does, than the the film.
1: Listen, every movie has homosexual subtext, if you watch it the right way.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's my favorite kind of subtext.
1: <laughs> I just, you know, I, my fan fiction all about what uh, Ian Malcolm and... Uh, what's the name <laughs> of the guy who owns Jurassic Park? Uh, <laughs> damn. Anyways, that guy... Yeah, Malcolm, they're alone in that room when uh, <laughs> Ellie is trying to get uh, the power started back up. You know, well, I, they had to be some I will
2: time. find you on AO3. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A uh, Pink Smoke podcast, and they've done, I think, three or four episodes on Highsmith books. And uh, it's like the this, this stuff they've talked about, like, they, they 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 don't get into her personal life that much but when they do it's like she was seemingly very unpleasant and yeah. uh and just like contradictory in a whole lot of ways
2: yeah um a lot of like uh comparisons between her and shirley jackson um hmm. another person that was sort of bitter Blasted. and unpleasant but wrote absolutely amazing books
1: It only happens to women. There's never men <laughs> that are bitter and unpleasant.
2: Oh, sure, no, no, never happens.
0: Yeah, well, men are allowed to be bitter and unpleasant.
2: They yes, sure are. Expected. They get four-hour documentaries from Ken Burns when they are. <laughs> I'm just saying, I will be waiting for that Patricia Highsmith documentary series, Ken.
0: Oh, yeah, that, that would be pretty awesome, though. She like she she does deserve she does deserve it, but not in like a meat spirited It's Like just complicated fascinating individual yeah uh, all right so uh but uh, this is the 1967 um uh, some stuff came out uh uh Bo uh, you can go first uh, <laughs> well
2: thank you for letting me go first because like I said before we started recording I uh, haven't seen that much from this year but uh those things I have seen are all pretty big, you know, movies that pretty much everyone's seen. So The Graduate, Cool Hand Luke, those are probably like the two biggest uh, recommendations I'd have from that year. Cool Hand Luke obviously um, is going to get an edge for me because Paul Newman is, you know, a legend and just that movie. To me, Paul Newman just can't be topped. But Graduate, also very good, very funny, very weird movie.
1: Two, two words for you. George <laughs> Kennedy. <laughs> I love George Kennedy. And in Cluelhan Luke, you know, being the kind of bully guy. Yeah. Uh, just just another, like, awesome role. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking about making a podcast that was just George Kennedy movies and maybe talking about, like, uh, Gas X or whatever he hmm. used to advertise. You know? <laughs> Can't remember.
0: And um, uh, that's our show. The show already doing that right now. Well, I was
1: gonna, I was gonna say that, like, we don't need another show about a white dude that I we know. think is great. <laughs> unfortunately,
0: I can send you. I can t- uh, tell you when we're done what the other show is doing it Um okay. George Kennedy, and there, it, uh... it's it's on CinePunks, which well, it's not local anymore. That they actually moved. The guy who runs Punks used to live in Philly, then he moved to Chicago a year or two ago. So it's not local anymore, but it used to be a local podcast, uh, art collective thing near me. Cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, that, that only thing, um, Cool Hand Luke?
2: Yeah, those are my two, I would say. Cool Hand Luke and The Graduate. Sorry to be so basic, but... You oh, know, that's what? kind of a tough year for me.
1: How do you feel about The Graduate now? Because I'm like, I I used to love it. I loved it like I don't crazy. think it
2: ages as well, but I think it's still worth watching. Yeah. If you've never seen it, at least see it once.
0: And uh, if, you, if you grew up on Boy Meets World, Mr. Feeney is in it.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes, he is. The oldest man in the world.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, J Dog, you?
1: you? Oh, you want me this is this is an unusual event. Usually you go before me, but that's fine.
0: I forgot uh, you the one time, I still feel bad about it. <laughs> Good. Um <laughs> But also we were at like two and a half hours by that point. The time oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I think you were fine. <laughs> and I didn't have anything
1: new to say anyways. So, let's see 1967. Uh we were talking about this before the podcast, you know, that's a movie that's a year we've co- covered a couple of times, you know. It branded branded kill and um young girls of Rochefort point blank. Things like point blank.
0: Point blank. I mean is it point blank 67?
1: Yeah, it is 67. We didn't cover it for the podcast. Oh, oh, never mind.
0: I mean, like, uh, Brandon to Kill, Point Blank, and La Samurai are kind of the same movie, in essence. Point
1: Point Blank is based on the Parker novel. I remember the last time we talked about it now, because that's when I was talking about Parker, and uh, those books are so good.
0: Yeah, but... uh, And
1: uh, two or three things I know about her. Mm Mm-hmm. So I guess the only thing I have left to recommend is a movie by David Lynch. It is four minutes long, <laughs> and it is called Six Men Getting Sick. And in the movie, these floating heads, they kind of they have bodies, vague bodies, just repeatedly throw up watercolors out of their mouths with the sound, the sound of them throwing up. And it just happens over and over again, like it happens, it cuts, it comes back, it happens, blah blah blah. The early David Lynch stuff, like I, I think about nineteen sixty seven, like what the racerhead was eighties, right? Seventies.
0: Seventies late
2: seventies, wasn't Seventy seven, I think.
0: Yeah, but it took like five years of film or something like that. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So like a decade after. The stuff that we know about came out. And Finally, Eraserhead pops onto the scene.
0: Yeah, I think this is when he Do was you in know Philly.
1: Ritos sticks his hands in his pockets. What?
0: I think that. Well, I think the one you're talking about, with the short film, was when he was in Philly, and he hated Philly.
1: No, maybe that's,
0: that's why. It's, it's that's fun. why. That's why Eraserhead um, has like feels like like a dystopia, because he t- t- Philly felt like a dystopia to David Lynch.
1: That guy. I don't know what to make of him.
0: I mean he's not wrong. <laughs> it's some, some it kinda of sucks, but <laughs> it's also I've pretty we talked cr-
1: about Bonnie and Clyde? No. Okay. Bonnie and Clyde is a great movie.
2: It's very like,
1: good. It it's a gangster movie, kind of. And it's a romance eh kind of. And but it's so interesting, like it's you know, that's part of the whole uh What was that era called? Great Depression. In America. No, not the Great Depression. I'm talking about when this movie came out. New Hollywood? New Hollywood, yes. You can see why it's considered like this offset of whatever the traditional movie making was. Like, there were were definitely movies that were more like this, but usually it'd be, you know, obviously something less known. They wouldn't have Warren Beatty, who was coming up in the movies already being noticed for the handsome Dick Tracy like figure he has <laughs> and you know Faye Dunaway I don't remember is I feel like this was like it wasn't her first movie I don't think let me see no it was her third movie so she wasn't really known as anyone but like she's she's super charismatic and or he's super charismatic in the movie but he's also super annoying person and she is trying to be tough but she's also vulnerable and the movie you know it is it's more like a French New Wave movie like obviously they're inspired by that kind of stuff so Bonnie and Clyde is good you should watch it as part of your education but it's not vegetables (laughs) no uh... I'm just making up things
0: Oh, uh, me now.
2: Your turn. Oh,
1: your what? turn.
0: You're the only one left. Okay. Uh, I was on movies from hell earlier. Earlier, so you're talking about Koji Wakamatsu. He made like uh, leftist, interesting confrontational ex- exploitation movies. But like, he mm-hmm. didn't work for a studio. He did it independently, and they uh, they are a lot to take. There is uh, assault. Uh, and murder in a lot of his movies and one Mm. of those came out this year violated angels i don't know like the thing with wakamatsu is i can't explain how it makes me feel exactly but this is movies this they're, they're very simple plots of terrible things happening but there's also a lot of like leftist politics mixed into things and commentary on society and it's just it's a thing where like you kind of have to watch it just to like to understand it. It's hard to explain, but it's also you'll know if, pretty quickly if like uh, if you like what he does. But then later, but this is early career. His later stuff is more mainstream. But uh it's still even his mainstream stuff is still kind of weird and confrontational, but it's a lot more but a lot, a lot more toned down compared to what he started with but he also was a producer on in the, realm, in the realm of the senses which oh. uh, is a wonderful movie so he will forever be a favorite in my heart because of that uh but yeah Violate Angels is only 1 hour long it's his movies are never easy to watch also so i don't, like if if you're into like the more don't say extreme cuz it's not like it is but that makes it sound like it's like it's like a like a dare movie. But like it's not a <laughs> movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's just Wakamatsu is Wakamatsu. It's hard to really pinpoint uh what makes him interesting, but he was fascinating. And that movie is available uh on archive.org with subtitles. But uh again, it's not for a fan of heart, it's a challenging a very upsetting movie to sit through,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and like he at this point he uses color for violence, and the only time you see color is for uh, dead bodies, in it, and it's it's very effective, and mm-hmm. he uses music in very interesting ways. This I, it, you have to see it to to like to even wrap your head around it, or you might hate it, which is a very valid response to his stuff because it's deeply unpleasant.
2: Anytime someone uh, says this movie was really good, but it's really hard to watch and very unpleasant, I'm always like <laughs> challenge accepted. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. I, so I would recommend Wakamatsu, but at the same time, like, I don't I don't know who I know who would like it at the same time. But uh, my, my other recommendation Maybe it's
2: just a try it and see if you like it.
0: Yeah. My other thing is a hollywood movie uh the president's analysis it stars James Coburn as the president's therapist and it becomes a conspiracy theory movie and it co-stars Godfrey Cambridge an actor and comedian who I love who died not too long after this movie came out but um it's basically like a comedy like paranoid political thriller and uh yeah it's just it's it's great it should be talked about more it's kind of uh more relevant it's still relevant now in some ways but uh yeah it's like a fun it's like a fun you know political paranoid thriller that's uh should be talked about more it's it's a good movie it's a good time
2: that sounds fun yeah
1: I wonder if it would pair with the uh, Parallax effector. is that what it's called? Because that one is yeah that's that's. I didn't even realize that like how good political thrillers used to be like there wasn't that much corniness like hoorah secretly kind of thing mm. going on it was like no it's the government and they're bad and they want to kill somebody for saying something they didn't like. Yeah, yeah sometimes it just happens.
0: And this is one of the very, very rare times Cambridge was in a, a starring role, and uh, because he was very picky with roles, because he didn't want to be stereotyped into like playing a servant or like uh, or or whatever. Like he would, he was very particular with if he was offered a role, what it was. And he did theater. He did. I think he did some Broadway stuff too. He did a whole lot of things. And a civil rights activist as well. But this is one of the rare Hollywood movies he appeared in. Because the role was good enough and not... He wasn't playing just a stereotype uh, black man. He's actually playing a a, a character.
2: Mm-hmm. That sounds really good.
0: Uh, it is good. Um, and James Coburn is...
2: You know, I love James Coburn. He's great. <laughs> he's just... I just love his weird face.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's that's what makes him so good and point blank speaking yes. That point blank and uh La Samurai would would yeah, that would you're right. That would make a good double feature.
0: They're kinda of the same movie. And Brandon the Kill also kinda of the same movie.
1: <clears throat> yeah, you know, unlike uh La Samurai when when Porter or Par- whatever the character's Parker. name is in that one. Parker, yeah, the the they couldn't call him Parker because I guess uh, he would sell the rights to the story, but he wanted to keep the name Parker. And then here comes, uh, what's his name? Mr. Snatch.
0: <laughs> oh, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mr. Snatch. You know, that guy. <laughs> oh,
0: Lockstock guy?
1: Yes, Lockstock. A oh, former. Yeah, well, so. No, the actor. Oh. Um, oh, the, Jason Statham The uh, Transporter. Yes, thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He played Parker in a movie called Parker. I'm like, okay. Jennifer Lopez in it. And uh, from what I hear, it was not very good. Yeah. But luckily, uh, that author is dead, so. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, Pink Smoke guys were friends with his widow. Well, not friends. They they met the widow a, a few times, I should say. <laughs> at, at Did event. she like uh, introduce herself there? No, one of them. And I'm s- the widow. I'll cut the. <laughs> well, no, he said it on a, on their own show, so I can't say. Is one of them named his son Parker after the novels, and the widow was like, "Okay," <laughs> and yeah, and she she uh, was kind of like confused by that.
1: Yeah, because it is confusing. <laughs> like naming your kid vader <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so uh i don't know when this is coming out at some point okay and uh yeah so Bo, you do uh you you write stuff you have a, a dune podcast uh do you yeah. have any books or anything coming? i do
2: but you can find uh links to all of my books on my website it's bonorthwrites.com I also have, uh, I write for The Spool, so you can find my work there. I just reviewed the new Persuasion. Um, did not work for me on any level, but uh, yeah. You can I'm find sure me there, seen... and you can look up our, our podcast, Let's Get Weirding. We're on iTunes and all the places where you get podcasts.
1: Yes, that's necessary listening. If you're listening to this podcast, you're not listening to Let's Get Weirding. Then, um, you know Do 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 I really mean anything to you
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, Well thanks J-Dog <laughs> uh, uh, Well uh, Right now
1: You can find me On Twitch Playing a game that only Kids probably would be interested in Watching except for it's got my Dry wit the entire time And occasionally accents which I didn't know I was going to do, and then I tried to do voices to the characters, and suddenly Edge, I'm going to help you, Traveler. You'll have to get those ingredients over to Mrs. Peacock. You know, that kind of stuff.
0: What's this game Only called? the best.
1: It's called Genshin Impact. It's a massively multiplayer game, and it's free to play, but uh, it's, it's really good. Like, yeah, I'm invested not because I'm a boring person. I swear. I swear. <laughs> okay.
0: I should ask my nieces if they've heard of that. I never heard of that until you started streaming. Yeah, My nieces uh, and, play uh, that Robo, Roblox. Roblox. You know? mm-hmm. That's what it's called.
1: That's a popular one. Yeah, my niece introduced me. or I, Basically, because I'm living with my brother, uh, both my nieces... Were, are, are I have three nieces that live here. Okay, my two younger nieces <laughs> that live here. Uh, youngest, uh, we're playing it all the time. And then finally, I was like, okay, I I'm so bored. This was before I had a job. And uh, yeah, it just it fires off all my like ADHD buzzer things, you know. Hmm. Huh. But uh, besides that science fiction podcast, Bo, you yep. Yeah, you definitely have to be on it.
2: Oh, I would love to.
1: And uh please don't send me outer space. I still have not released any of the new episodes and uh, by I when this comes out, we'll have to do it. <laughs> it's because I wanna like I didn't know how often I was going to be able to get people and it turns out that people are more than happy to be on it. But yeah, I you, am You're a popular shy.
0: you're a popular guy. People want to talk yeah. to you.
1: No no, that's not true.
2: Embrace it. <laughs> You're just going to have to accept the fact that people like you.
1: It must be something in the water. <laughs> Ouch. Anyway, uh, yeah. So please don't send me outer space. Coming soon to an ear hole near you. I recommend that you watch... Uh, what, what did we watch for your episode? It was something... City, Burst City, right? Yes. So watch Burst City watch THX 1198 and really watch both of those because they're both great and Zebra Man which is a Takashi Miike movie and is a lot of fun but it is two hours long oh,
0: <laughs> it should movie. Be 90 but Miike movies are always two hours long it's kind of his thing
1: yeah that and like people killing each other violently right? No. Zebra Man doesn't have any of that
0: no, that was a brief face. He's made, he's done everything in every genre. All right, if you he d- say so. He did the the Ace Attorney adaptation. Yeah, I know.
1: I I saw that, and I was like, does he kill people in that game?
0: No, most of his movies. Anyways, are, that's it for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, most of the movies is like is like this like random genre this or that. It he just does everything. He won't say and- no, it's their project. Which is both That's good. Cool. It, which is both good and bad. Uh, He's
1: like a less picky Danny Boyle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Except, for, uh, Buff Danny Boyle made five movies a year in different genres.
1: That's what I'm saying. Less picky.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, for me, uh, I was featured in Grumpire, in their action movie. I should look up. It's called Action Roundhouse. Action movie Roundhouse for May June. Talking about the Indian movie Vikram uh, which might become this which should become this come to streaming soon ish I saw it in a theater and I was the only non-Indian person there and uh, well I, uh, I only time I heard English was when someone said C- can you move my girlfriend's coming and then the rest of the time it was just like uh, just like a, a, a social event for them which was fun I
2: love stuff like that
0: and uh, yeah, so uh, I'm coming. Gr- uh, that So I am a grumpire officially now. And I'm working a piece for them very, very, very slowly that uh, will be done at hopefully this year. But I can't guarantee you that in case LB and Andrew are listening to this.
1: Very slowly. Very sensually. I assume.
0: Uh, I was on Grind I recorded an episode on Cy- Cyberjack, a uh, Blade Runner rip off, a Blade Runner Die Hard rip off starring Michael Dudikoff. It's on Tubi. Uh, it's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> and I've been on moves from Hell a whole bunch. And uh, I think that's it. I yeah uh, yeah.
2: When are we gonna announce our RuPaul's Drag Race? podcast, Spencer.
0: I'm not the right person for that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're one you of the mean? few people I, I talk to <laughs> with any sort of frequency about Drag Race, oh. and yeah, that you're... includes the conversation we just had.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, you're probably uh, very qualified. Uh,
0: Mary would be very upset if I did. <laughs> Why? I'm not a real super fan. Oh, well, put Mary on the podcast. She would never do that. <laughs> 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 I fall so sorry, off. To say. I, I always fall off midway through a guest. Uh, yeah, I want to guest on one with, uh, with uh, Alexis Mateo. She's my favorite.
2: Okay, she's a good one. And... My husband's <laughs> a big fan. My husband's a big fan of Alexis Mateo.
0: Yeah, have you seen? You can stop recording, Joel. I don't really care. Have you seen Miss Fangie's reality show? Oh,
2: thank you. I've seen the commercials for it. I haven't watched it. Uh, I think.
0: The show can be found on Twitter at PianoPlayerPod. Our email is still HighAndLowPod at gmail.com. You can find a show on Spotify, Podbean, and various other places where you can find podcasts. Our intro music is by Vivian Fop, and our cover art is by Sarah Roberts. You can find her art sarahkathleenroberts.com. And thank you for listening. A room of teachers, parents and preachers, a principal and one kid dressed in sneakers. Case brown first of all. Right, all, right, all right. Yeah, well first one is a slaughter. I bleed in my cake.